0: Origins Of is a podcast about ancient wisdom, crazy myths, everyday objects and concepts, and the overall creativity and innovation of humanity.
1: I'm Jesse, and I work in higher education. I'm Olivia, and I'm a designer. We are two curious people who spend time thinking about why something is the way it is, or when it became that way. Join us to explore the origins of the things we encounter around us every day. Today, we're going to talk about mythological creatures or are they or are they great yes spoiler these are mythological creatures yes spoiler alert these are mythological creatures um and so i'm gonna get started first and i have been researching dragons the cool ones. dragons are fun and very popular right now so this is a good time Mm -hmm. to talk about dragons um and the reason I researched dragons is because uh, Olivia told me to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I did have the little ideas thing, but, but you came up with such a, such a good list of ideas, Thank and you. I was really excited about it. But honestly, because I don't think I've ever really looked into dragons, and right? So it was it was really fun to explore this topic because I was like, well, I don't know anything mm-hmm. about the origins of. Of dragons, right? I want to know, and that's like
0: the basis of our podcast: is everything that we take for granted is just present in our lives that we don't think about. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, dragons aren't real. So where did they where come did from? they come from? Who who first decided what a dragon was and what it looked like, and why did it come into play? And then I will be doing the second half, which I'm going to talk about horse myths, <laughs> most specifically unicorns, the Pegasus or the winged horse, um, and then the centaur. So I'll be following dragons with horses. Very exciting. I think
1: that's very exciting. And also yeah. because I don't know anything about yeah, that. Or yeah. mermaids, as yeah. we talk yeah, about. Yeah, we'll earlier. get into it. I, I might hint at mermaids, understand but I don't want to what those are away. or where they came from. <laughs> so tell us about dragons. So to begin, when you think of a dragon, where does your brain go first? Game of Thrones, but prior to that, my my uh,
0: my brain goes to um what is that time period called? That's not Game of Thrones time period. It's like the medieval, medieval, medieval I mean, that is kind of medieval, is, though. Yeah. Medieval like knights and princesses mm-hmm. and the tower and the dragons guarding something. Mm-hmm. And then second, my mind goes to the Chinese because they had the Chinese dragon. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: that's, that's all I know about dragons really. That's perfect because I wrote here, dragon, where does your brain go first? Game of Thrones. Okay. <laughs> but second after that. So we're still so um, in sync. Uh, well no but that I mean, that's what i was predicting but when I, I even without thinking about it when i was looking into dragons if you just google origin of dragons right uh a wikipedia page will tell you okay china right hmm. so china was first and you think uh i'll get into okay yes and no huh. right okay. but i mean i think the reason it's so associated with china of course is because of their um their lunar calendars and you know Mm -hmm. you think of the the very elaborate um ornate Chinese dragon and all that type of stuff Mm -hmm. um but it was something that should have been obvious to me since I studied history and my focus was Asia and I did study in China you'd think I would have maybe made that connection Mm -hmm. a little faster but I was like oh yeah okay duh China um and then it's interesting what you brought up about medieval period we'll talk a little bit about that I think mostly a lot of dragons connection to that time period or that um, when you think of like castles and princesses and stuff is probably because of folklore and myths okay like and fairy tales right that they get those from the chinese um so are you going to tell
0: us where they basically got the idea. i'll just
1: go ahead and let the cat out of the bag um i think this is pretty well known but when you start to research dragons and where they came from first um what you'll find is that actually That's one of the things that makes them so interesting is because they kind of evolved on their own across a lot of different continents. And by that, I mean there's evidence that the belief in dragons sort of independently evolved on the European continent and on the Asian continent. I did
0: know that, that not one influenced the other. They somehow came up with the same mythological creature Mm -hmm. independently without sharing knowledge. Exactly. And so so – Was it like lizards? Wouldn't that be great if that was like (laughs) 1,000 times
1: larger? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So here's some of the things that I found out. So Charles Gould in 1886 published a book called Mythical Monsters. And then a few decades later in 1919, there was a book specifically on the evolution of the dragon by Grafton Elliott Smith. And those names aren't important, but they did write the books. (laughs) I'm just going to both books, right? I've (laughs) obviously read both of those books. Um, But the importance of those two books specifically is that it was the first time, especially in 1886 with the first one, the mythical monsters book, the general recognition um, of dragons as a worldwide phenomenon became known. So he was kind of the first person to say, Wait, isn't it so strange that uh, Asia has a dragon and Europe has a dragon and they share a lot of really similar features and they didn't talk about those Mm -hmm. features together, but it's a fake, but it's a a a made up creature. Mm -hmm. So how is that possible, right? right? And ever since then, people have been discussing why, right? Really? So that's Mm -hmm. like a hot topic Mm -hmm. amongst... Mm-hmm. Oh, there's Historians. some scholarly stuff. Like I was reading. Uh, I was reading um, an article before I got here. And it was published in um, kind of obscure academic journal called Anthropos in the year 2000. And it was really fascinating. And he was talking about. All this jargon, and I started to get – I was actually going to write down a quote from him, and I was like, nope, this is too academic. I don't even really understand what this means, and I can't read it to people because they definitely won't understand what it means. Wow. Um, but it. But he brought up some really fascinating ideas, which I'll get into. So basically, if you take a look at some articles written by the Natural History Museum or the Smithsonian of kind of like what are the origins of – why do we think these might have independently arisen on different continents – and that they exist in our lore, right? A really obvious um, reason is dinosaur bones. Whoa, really? Like
0: mm-hmm. they were discovered... I, mean, I guess that makes sense that we weren't the first people to discover dinosaur bones. But again, my perception of history <laughs> is so bad that I think that like we're all the smart people and medieval people are like we're dumb and like didn't... Well, like the- so I guess they would find
1: a bone. Or a whole skeleton. And yeah. be like, whoa, this creature... Looks, okay, uh, like nothing I've ever seen. Right? I did not. I would not have guessed that that they were finding bones and they're like, "This is a dragon." Mm-hmm. That's crazy. No, yeah. So, um, so, and I had something. Um, I had something written about it here where they kind of would find um, if you found a whole uh, skeleton of something. Um, for example, whales. So, there's mm-hmm. actually some evidence to show um, that if you found bones. And you didn't know that a whale, for example, something so large, you didn't know that it was uh, water-based, that Mm -hmm. it was – that it should live in the sea. Mm -hmm. You'd think, oh my gosh, this is a huge animal – and it has a can't fin, which imagine. might be a wing or some, yeah, something that you can't mm-hmm. even imagine in your actual world. If you've not seen that creature living, you could very easily think that this could be a dragon, right? Wow. So, um, and the example they give specifically in the Smithsonian article was a fossilized stegosaurus. So you can definitely Google a fossilized stegosaurus and it will show you mm-hmm. it all lined up. Um, one thing I noticed though, when I looked at it was that it's definitely missing wings. And as I'll get into in a second, one of the marked um, things about most all of the dragon um, um, mythological creatures is that they have wings; they can fly. Did the
0: Chinese dragon have wings, though? I remember the Chinese dragon, like the the more
1: serpentine. Yeah,
0: they were mm-hmm. like snakes
1: more. Yes, less, so. and that is actually one of the other potential um, oh, areas snake? that they came from. Mm-hmm. So there were definitely there was definitely some evidence that. Um, um, snakes could have been also one of the... So dinosaurs is one, mm-hmm. right? And fossils. That and makes so much sense. Kind that of relates to, uh, mm-hmm. and also the thing about whales. So if you look up some, if you think about really big creatures that we can't think of as, you know, in, in our brains as being, why would this creature be here? right mm-hmm. um, But another early um, source or animal would also be snakes. And that uh, Pliny the Elder, who you always <gasps> hear of all the time, did he write yeah.
0: na- uh, the natural history Because I have him in my notes. Yes, he is, uh, yes. Well, he is a
1: Roman yeah. naturalist. So he yes. lived in the first century AD, um, mm-hmm. literally before the year 100. So he was going and doing all of his work oh as a naturalist. And so I only knew his name because of the beer. I know even though I'm a history major, oh, I should I didn't know definitely at all. have known of Pliny the Elder. <laughs> but I did not. And he is a Roman naturalist. I mean, I'm sure I remember him from... I sure I learned about him in class and just don't remember. But um he was actually writing a lot of things about the um that pythons could crush elephants. There was a lot of evidence like that this was happening in nature mm-hmm. and that this was possibly the inspiration. Um he, it inspired Pliny the Elder to write about a dragon that could strangle an elephant with his tail. Oh my god. So, that guy he
0: was just talking talking big some crazy stuff he's all up in my myths where he was just like you know i saw this thing it's like did you well wait for
1: it wait for (laughs) it because there is a ridiculous description also in chinese medicine um there's a chinese historian from the fourth century bc so going back even further and we're over in china now Mm -hmm. um and he mislabeled a fossil as a dragon and it's also used a ton in Today, like still up to today, you can buy dragon bones for Chinese medicine, for traditional Chinese medicine. Now, it does say that technically, and I think this is from the Natural History um, Museum, that technically when you buy dragon bones um, as a remedy in a Chinese pharmacy, you would be buying um, fossil remains from mammals, a lot of them unearthed from Chinese fossil beds, um, and it's fragments of those and powders. Like, so it is technically bones. Okay. But they actually market it as <laughs> dragon bones. Yeah, I
0: think it just hit me that before you had technology of making boats or things, people never knew whales existed. And that makes right. it... To me, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. how could you mislabel a whale? And it's like, well, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. If you they had never seen it and you had never had a, a chance, you would absolutely try to theorize think, what those oh, What could this possibly were. be? Right. Mm-hmm.
1: It was probably mm-hmm. a closer... Um, stretch of the imagination to think of a giant winged creature than mm-hmm. to think of a giant, a giant sea beast. Sea although that certainly exists. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that is um, potentially a um, a source of inspiration for the dragon is the Nile crocodile, which is cute because it rhymes and it's from uh, the Jungle Book, right? <laughs> oh, the Nile crocodile? Is there um, the Nile crocodile? I don't remember. It's some type of Disney creature, I, I swear.
0: Okay. Oh, um... Oh nope! I just lost. I just lost it. But yeah, okay. there's a crocodile some sort of an, Disney. We're bad Disney people.
1: Oh no, I feel bad because it's. Is there Whoa. one that takes place on a bayou besides the Princess yes. and the Frog?
0: No, I don't know. Well, okay. well anyway, crocodile, yes. crocodile.
1: Um, it's native to sub-Saharan Africa, but a lot of people think that it might have swim swam across the Mediterranean, mm-hmm. uh, kind of inspiring some of the European myths. Okay. Or, or okay. sightings of um, and they would be. About um some of the largest were up to 18 feet long. I wrote, I don't know about that. Like I wasn't super convinced feet. that a crocodile could be mistaken for a dragon, and also that doesn't sound nearly big enough in in my mind. I was a little underwhelmed by these mm-hmm. explanations. Mm-hmm. Um so another one too, um a little less so Europe and Asia are the big two where the dragon myth exists or the the concept of a dragon. Um but Americas, Mesoamerica, and Australia also have some um, amount of dragon myth. Mm-hmm. And one of the creatures that lives on the Australian island, which is kind of an altogether terrifying place to me, I think they have a lot of the scariest yes, creatures. Yes, that they live do. There, is a guana, which is an Australian monitor lizard. Wait, and, a guana,
0: not iguana.
1: No, um, the word is G-O-A-N-N-A. G-O-A-N-N-A. Okay, it so, sounds like you said. Iguana, no, but you're taking this a, like a different lizard. Iguana, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, guana. I'm sorry, that does sound strange. <laughs> I mean,
0: I've guana, never heard about the guana. animal,
1: is an Australian monitor lizard that's really popular and uh comes up a lot in, in Aboriginal folklore on the Australian island. Okay. So, that is another thing. But, uh, um, some of these articles, honestly, at the very end, they'll be like, but also. The human instinct to fear large prey and have that Mm -hmm. um, kind of instinct built into our brain is a huge reason why we have this recurring giant beast idea. And also it merges with our penchance for folklore, myth, and oral tradition, which kind of also goes into some people would argue well maybe it was just a traveler story and he wanted to make it sound really crazy you know so there's all sorts of human psychology um to the point that i'm going to give another little list of a couple of things that i thought were a little more interesting than just bones um but to the point where actually psychologists have have um spoken a lot on this subject because of the nature of our brains to like yeah imagine things yeah that gets into
0: mine as well Mm -hmm. it's just it's just who we are as human beings Mm -hmm. is that we just love amplifying things something i'm interested if you're going to get into this is Mm -hmm. so far you haven't listed anything that has wings yet Mm -mm. i mean you see these Mm -mm. bones and i guess you arrange them in a way and um that's actually really interesting for my myth as well because when Mm -hmm. i get into the pegasus the way that comes up is not It's just because people want to fly, so I'm interested Mm -hmm. in where you get...
1: Right. So here... So that was, like, everything I've sort of said so far was based on sort of some initial um, research, right? And you're like, okay, you know, all of those reasons are sound. Um, There's no smoking gun, if you will, of why a dragon exists in the first place. But actually, the... um, You bring up a really good point. There is really no – there's not a lot of evidence one way or the other. So the article I mentioned before that I was reading that was a little bit obscure, he had some really good points in the article, and it was written in 2000 in the journal Anthropos, and it's called The Origin of Dragons. And this author, Robert Blust, is actually a linguist um, at a university (laughs) in Hawaii. And he has uh, clearly, from this article, spent a lot of time thinking about dragons. And he was basically upset about all of the reasons. Like, he was like, so people have written about, uh, people have written about that dragons come about just simply because maybe humans have one common origin, right? So maybe we were all talking about dragons from the very beginning and then we all went around the world. Yeah, but the, well no, he takes issue with all of these reasons. <laughs> yeah, like that's, that's what I'm saying. He also says, you know, there's been other people like a psychologist suggesting that dragons are archetypes and this is a quote. Symbols in the uh, symbols acquired in the remote past and genetically transmitted for millennia as innate property of the human mind. That literally whoa. dragons are just symbols somewhere in our deep Uh, lizard brain past that just have been transmitted with us forever okay no i agree
0: (laughs) (laughs) but these are all like that feels very that feels very large to Mm -hmm. to assume of early Early people to somehow manifest their psyche into a dragon. But that's one of the
1: things that's so fascinating is what I said is that literally since that book in 1886, people have been talking about what people can't come up with one good sound reason for why dragons exist in our in our culture. So you're right? telling
0: me that this origin is still semi-unknown? It's basically
1: up for debate, right? Wow. I mean, the clear answer to me is fossils like that makes okay. a lot of sense yes. and not being able to explain where the fossil comes from but there's a lot of deeper things to unpack so he says yeah there's like the you know there's the common origins thing like maybe we're all from one thing there's also this like kind of psycho uh, you know, psychologist perspective that it's just literally in our lizard brains to have that this is insane concept of a dragon. That is,
0: I want to go like research that all <laughs> night about like okay, what what other archetypes are in my brain right now that uh-huh. are from my that are early, an innate
1: property of humankind that right?
0: manifested into. Yeah, How to yeah. Train Your Dragon. <laughs>
1: Have you seen that? The <laughs> Little Game of cute. Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he says, or it could be inspired by the fossilized bones and eggs of archosaurs, right? Or there the was a sighting of a living organism that is unknown to science, right? Something mm-hmm. you've never seen before and are unable to explain. Um, or, or he, and this is where he starts to get a little more into his argument, which is insane. Um, he says. Or that they might be symbols of clouds, mist, rain, or thunder. And here's a thing I didn't know. And I'll get to his point in a second. Apparently, he does this big old map and there's all these checkboxes of the different regions that have dragon myths or drag- or the concept of a dragon, right? And then the most common similarities or the most common like characteristics that they have in common. Um, almost, in, all of these that I'm listing would be five out of the six rain regions or even six out of the six regions. I, I didn't list. There's like mm-hmm. a lot of more random ones. All of these have. One, a, they're the concept of being a giver or a withholder of rain. Did you know that? All mm-hmm. of the existing concepts of dragons have to do with them. With rain? Be, being a giver or withholder of rain.
0: I did not know that.
1: no. That's so, right? Okay, okay. Two, guardian of bodies of water or uh, ca- or like caves.
0: Caves, yes. Water, okay. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that kind of goes back to if you found whale bones, I assume they would be close to water. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Because mm-hmm. you're not going to find a whale like in the middle of,
1: you know. Right. The so des- yeah. Three. Okay. Capable of flight. Again, okay. we have no evidence that any of these creatures, these <laughs> fossils why? that we found, could even right. had wings. I guess did they find a pterodactyl? That's 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 the only thing. I think No, is like, and a lot of the things I read again were Stegosaurus and Tyrannosaurus Rex. Like the mm-hmm. that the, the, the you know the dinosaurs okay. that they were finding were would have been those mm-hmm. two. You know, uh, and then has scales and has horns, and then uh, finally is opposed to thunder, lightning, or the sun.
0: When you say opposed, do you mean that the dragons did not enjoy them or that they were like a, a rival? Oh,
1: yeah. If you think almost like something that would be opposed to it, like would fight it. Oh, okay. Interesting. If you think about concepts of, you know, um, if you're going back to like yin and yang or kind mm-hmm. of, you know, that they're opposed to. And I honestly don't know enough about that to unpack it for, right. for you. That's But
0: yeah, it's a those, off. those are
1: strange things, right? So the scales, bodies of water, you know, horns, flight. All that but no fire, weird. huh? Um, giver with holder of rain, right? It's associations with with, with weather, water. right? Mm-hmm. Weather and and water. so, um, he basically goes into <laughs> it's so crazy. I kind of love it. <laughs> He's like, all of these reasons that we've talked about are completely, I don't, there's nothing substantial enough to be like a reason or a why where they came from, right? He would argue that, um, they are the end point of a conceptual development that begins with rainbows. And ends with dragons. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes Uh. into a lot of complicated things, but he basically calls them um, like this thing that's sort of the midpoint between um, our imagination and our wanting to explain weather phenomena. And so he looks at them as. That I see. meticulously accurate observations of weather phenomena and an earnest but unsuccessful attempt to grasp the causality of natural effects, particularly that relate to those of rainfall. So it's kind of in between our psychology, but also what we're seeing that we can't explain. But he would argue it's more about like weather and weather phenomena, which does go back to the things that they were, you know, being a giver with holder of rain being Mm -hmm. opposed to thunder or lightning or the sun
0: fire come from
1: that's confounding right right because it doesn't really explain and i've been wondering if it has more to do like fire dragons lightning might have mm -hmm, it could definitely have to do with that but it could also have to do a lot more with myths like if there was an initial creature and then over time he evolved Mm -hmm. to breathe fire but i also do think if you are a kid or 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 you are living in a medieval time or an ancient time and you don't understand weather, how do you explain something like that? Like I am an adult and I will sometimes sit in a thunderstorm and be like, what What causes thunder? I know scientifically what causes thunder, but it's so hard to imagine and it's so much more fun to think about like – Yeah." Gods in the sky just bowling, like right. you know what I mean. So it, I, it's <laughs> easy to me. It's easy to me to think. Okay, well then that could be some type of creature causing lightning, causing yeah. thunder. You know, being up in the weather that we can't mm-hmm. explain. Mm-hmm. So and even in. I did take a history of science class and we did talk a lot about before there was a understanding of even something like gravity they had to f- they had to do with very basic concepts of understanding the world and they had the concept of air fire water mm-hmm in earth, right? So I'm sorry. So that that literally like the Aristotelian concept of why things fall to the ground is because they are earthy. And therefore, if you have an item and you drop it, it's going to land where it belongs, which is in something is made. So if you have a rock, right? Rock Mm -hmm. is made of earth. Mm -hmm. You have the rock in your hand and you drop it. It's going to land on the ground because it belongs below the air, below the fire, below the water. Right. So... You have to go to very simplistic ways of explaining very right. complicated things right. like weather and gravity. So it's, it's, it's basically this really fun combination of our imaginations and things we can't explain in science. Mm-hmm. So even though now we know that these things are dinosaur bones, mm-hmm. they have very early origins in um, a lot of scientific explanation for things we couldn't understand. Right. And a little bit of – but uh, but but humans are going to take that and run with it. And I think that's oh, what's yeah. really fun is that they're like, oh, no, this has to do with a dragon, you know, being locked in the bottom of a castle and there's a princess and, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah, the myths.
1: But, but like, there's really no one that explanation. Is,
0: that's crazy. That's really interesting. Yeah. And I would – laugh so hard at like tomorrow they were like we found dragon boats. like they are real actually
1: so. actually that's why like, they it were, was a duh they, all they were real things. so surprise everyone mm-hmm. that's and that's, that's awesome. what i got on dragons okay it's actually really fun and the article um that he wrote is he gets definitely very academic but he um brings up a lot of really cool like conflagrations of things right. that you're like wait what why so
0: the guy's, the dude, is that an article or a book that he wrote? Because I'm interested. The Origin of Dragons, mm-hmm. it's, guy. An,
1: it's an article in the journal okay. Anthropology. Okay. I said it before and I'm interested and I have a copy of it, it. Cause I, oh. uh, that's why, I, <laughs> um, oh. off the air, I made a mention that I love working for uh, a university because I can log into my J store and be like, what PDFs for free. So I have the academic credentials to yeah. th- read a lot Send of that scholarly right journals and I can sh- definitely share it with you for educational purposes.
0: Yeah. So I'm happy to do that. That's fascinating. And, um, I think the, the reason why we wanted to kind of do dragons and and myths is because they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are just mm-hmm. in any sort of story, or if it's it, if it turns into oh, I see rainbow. And literally, I'm just yeah. saying
1: if you forget anything that I talked <laughs> yeah. about, if you can just imagine the word rainbow like, and a little arrow, the word dragons. My gosh! And that he was like simplistically. The thesis of this paper is rainbows dragons. It's
0: like okay, <laughs> <You> know, thanks. <laughs> oh my, We're
1: someone published this on a journey together. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, it's it's, it's uh, what well, fun. And I it was really fun to honestly not know anything about it and go into that's it. That's funny. So,
0: so yeah. quick sidebar, what would yes. you think is your favorite dragon in, in, in story? Because we just watched Mulan yesterday. Oh. <laughs> Mushu's a great dragon. He's a great dragon. Yeah, if you had to pick a favorite dragon of yours, what would it, who, who would it be? What what mythos? Mm. I know it's a big question. I should have prepped it you
1: beforehand. It is a big question. I would go to my childhood, and I have to admit I haven't seen Mulan Mulan, woof! Mulan, enough times <laughs> to uh, feel that strongly. Probably when my brother was little, he would watch the Neverending Story, and he's that <gasps> dragon in the Neverending Story.
0: Is he's not really? He's a luck dragon. Yeah, he's a wish book well, dragon. Well,
1: that's what I'm saying. I mean, he's but he's kind of friendly. His name is
0: Falcor. There you go. I love the inverting story. I'm a huge
1: but like fan. I, but like I said, I didn't feel. I don't feel like I spend that much time thinking about dragons. But now I probably should. <laughs> like, what is my favorite dragon? You yeah. Know? And obviously, the Game of Thrones dragons are pretty phenomenal.
0: Yeah, and there's actually a chart out there that everyone should look up. That's like the sizing of dragons across
1: um, Ooh, stories. It's like it's an infographic,
0: and as a designer, I love that. But it's got them all kind of stacked up, and I think the biggest dragon mm-hmm. was. Um, not one of the existing Game of Thrones ones, but um, Aragon, I think, you know, that like that young adult.
1: Mm, the yes, Aragon. I do remember that. Yeah.
0: And then the Harry Potter dragon is in there. Mm-hmm. And then the How to Train Your Dragon is in there. And it even goes down to Mushu. He, he, Mushu is like the, the smallest one. The on Harry the Potter scale. dragons
1: that are guarding yes. Us, um, Gringotts. Gringotts. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think there's any dragons in Lord of the Rings, are there? Um, oh, actually Spock. it was, it yes. was, um, Benedict it was, Cumberbatch is my favorite dragon. That's dragon, it right
1: Yeah, actually that's what I was going to talk about was, <laughs> um, isn't there a dragon? I've not seen the Hobbit, Hobbit? Oh, um, man. but isn't there a dragon in the fellowship when, um, um, they're going through the, the, the caves that Gimli tells them, Hey, it's cool. Go through the caves. The trolls are be a great. Um, host, and then the caves have been deserted for a long time because of attackers. And I think that there's a dragon in there, and it causes Gandalf to fall. And they and they think he's I have no idea. Dead and gone.
0: I couldn't get through Lord of the Rings. Sorry, yeah, everyone. That's okay. <laughs> I'm
1: just not a- well. And I probably <laughs> messed it up entirely right now, and people are angry. But yeah, like, I I think there's a dragon there, and right. then there's also a, sm- a smog. In yeah, there.
0: I like Smaug because I like Benedict Cumberbatch, and I thought he did a great job. I should um, watch those movies. I think that's my favorite dragon and mushu all right so i guess that Dragons. kind of is a good tie into mine um you're you're talking about how people just want to explain things mm-hmm. but they were more fun in explaining things whereas we explain things with actual weather systems and things they yeah. were like hey what if there's <laughs> i don't know whatever's like a, a magical dragon up creature there? causing the thunder. weather so i would like to start mine off by reading this story
1: <clears throat>
0: i don't know how much you know about greek mythology did you guys study a lot of that
1: Ooh, I took a mythology class in high school, and oh, my man. teacher always said it would be so useful for Jeopardy questions. And I couldn't <laughs> remember crap in my mythology class. And my brother took the same class, and he remembers stuff even ten years out of high school. He wow. remembers the names of things. All I remember is that there was Greek, and there was North, Norse, and there was yeah. Roman.
0: So I'm a huge fan. I feel like there's two types of people: either you like love Greek mythology and you like know everything, mm-hmm. um, and then there's you watch Hercules, and that's like pretty much your extent. <laughs> even though Hercules um, is not a Greek. He's yeah.
1: No, and I'm actually, like, I would be definitely closer to the Hercules side.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I was a huge nerd in school, and I can tell you a sidebar, sidebar, sidebar to my story. Um, when I was in middle school, my library was giving away books for, like, 25 cents, and they had this giant book on Great Pathology, and I was like, that. Everyone else was buying, like, Must own that. comics and, like, whatever, and I was like, please give me the giant encyclopedia of We need to have mythology. a sidebar
1: later about <laughs> just book fairs in general, because oh they God. were my favorite we when I was a kid. we just bring them back? Can we just have a like a I just want a pop-up bookshop in my cafeteria where I can go <laughs> right. and just buy some books. And, and now that I'm an adult, cheap. I can mm-hmm. I can afford them.
0: <laughs> yeah. And they were all, these were all cheap. They, they were. Think they were just like clearing out space in the library and you're just getting That's these crazy awesome. things. And So I love Greek mythology. I love the stories. I think they're so fun to think about all these gods that are like quarreling over themselves. And the funny, the really funny thing about Greek mythology is that if someone like dies, they still come back in another story. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> so like Medusa has died, you know, multiple times, and they're always like, mm-hmm. Medusa was over here fighting. It's like, no, no, no. She she died in your earlier story, guys. So, what it's you're like, saying
1: is, I don't have like an no. accurate canon at all. They're <laughs> just like, I mean, whatever. I'm in at this other story. Yeah. And it's clearly yeah.
0: good too. So, I'm going to tell a story about Poseidon. And, you know, everyone knows Poseidon. He was the, the god sea god. The sea. <laughs> yes. He I was, at least he know was that. The sea god. And then, do
1: you know who Demeter is? I remember the name, but I don't okay. know who he is.
0: Dem- oh, it's a lady. Demeter oh. is a woman. She is the goddess of like not the earth, but like the crops and things like that. Her daughter was Persephone, who's the one that got taken by Hades. Mm-hmm. Do you know that one? I that's that. a popular one. Um, okay, so Demeter. She's kind of chilling in her field, and Poseidon's like, oh, that's a foxy lady right there. I want to woo her. There's a lot of wooing going on, and that's these horse myths are real weird because they're <laughs> real perverted. Um so Poseidon was like, ugh. That as a lady. I want her. So she decides to make it really tough for him. And she's like, you know what? I want you to make me the most beautiful creature that has ever walked the earth. That's your challenge. And I will, I will become yours. And, like she might
1: be wooed by him if he brings right, her yeah, this. Yep, yeah,
0: bring me the most beautiful creature. And apparently they just didn't have beautiful creatures up to this point. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like, All right, all right, all right, I got I got this. So he takes his big trident and he makes a hippo. And she's like, that thing's fat. And ugly. And it, so he yep.
1: Right. And kinda of slimy and like Yeah, she's like, uh <laughs> next.
0: Takes his trident he makes a giraffe. And she's like, That is just all out of proportion. that's that And are these like mess. in the
1: story supposed to be the original concept yeah, of those is, animals? Like that's why yep. they also exist? Yep, this so is, is like why origins, these animals hippos yes. origins,
0: <laughs> giraffes. We're we're knocking out a bunch of the story. <laughs> Um, and then he, he does his little trident. He's like, all right, here we go. And it's, uh, and he, he goes on and on and on. And it's all of these four legged things until finally he creates the horse. And it's the most beautiful thing, and blah, blah, blah. And they're, they're whatever. So the story is, you know, hmm. that the horse, um, I like that story for two reasons. Number one, because it's insinuating that all other things are ugly except for horses, which I happen to really like hippos and, and giraffes and things mm-hmm. like that. And I don't really love horses. I, they kind of scare me a little bit. You know, you, did you see the ring? the horse Mm -hmm. and like the eye i don't know the ring
1: is one of my favorite movies
0: (laughs) the the horses there are just they're real scary oh yeah no i
1: mean it's the everything about the ring is scary yeah that's why it's such a good movie
0: yeah and i have i've had um two best friends that one best friend like loved horses like she's like a horse person Mm -hmm. and she had a horse and like who has a who owns a horse and then my other my college roommate Lindsay um loved centaurs like a lot like a lot like she almost she Almost got a centaur tattoo, and I think they're really weird. So I wanted to do horse mess because because I don't like them, and I Mm -hmm. like thinking about things that I don't like. And also because there's so many of them. As we all do, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's the pegasus, there's a unicorn, there's centaur, and those are the three that I'm talking about. I just find that, like, how, how did all three of these things come about? Mm-hmm. And, like, why so many horse things? Is and, a
1: pegasus just a flying horse? Yes, a pegasus, okay. any winged
0: horse. So, pegasus okay. does not have a unicorn. I think some people think that, like, unicorns have wings. They're two separate myths. There's a unicorn and then there's a pegasus. Those are two whole so separate. So, the thing about
1: the unicorn is just the the horn. The, horn. the magical okay. horn.
0: Right. Ooh. So, I love that story because it, it really tells the prominence of how of horses in Greek mythology. So, mm-hmm. I'm actually going to start with a unicorn. That's where I went because I was like, oh, that's that's...
1: The most like magically Mm -hmm. mythological one. So is the origin of these creatures myths? like largely or we'll the, get there
0: okay Ooh, we're gonna get there so actually i i thought they would all come from a similar place but they don't so it's gonna be oh, cool. really interesting so we're gonna um, start with the unicorn we're gonna start with our boy pliny our boy pliny. um <laughs> pliny the elder yeah he the roman naturalist so what i read about him is that he wrote a natural history book but it was full of not all accurate statements like where he was like i'm just gonna put all these things in here that I I
1: heard about and surely they're real, right? Well, if you think about it, at the time, there weren't a lot of like scholarly resources for him to go check to make sure. (laughs) I'm pretty sure if you were writing a history book Mm -hmm. that you could kind of just write what you wanted.
0: Oh, yeah. So he wrote, The unicorn, Pliny wrote, is the fiercest animal and it is said that it is impossible to capture one alive. It has the body of a horse, the head of a stag, the feet of an elephant, the tail of a boar, and a single
1: black horn. What does a horn, boar tail look like? As I think, a think it's like a pig others.
0: tail. Okay. I don't know. I and don't
1: like pigs either. a single horn.
0: Yeah. And a single black horn, three feet long in the middle of its forehead. Its cry is a deep bellow.
1: That's not at all what I think about when I think about eating car. I think of them <laughs> as white and with like rainbows. We are, we
0: are definitely going to get there. <laughs> it gets real perverted. Um, it, they're also <laughs> mentioned in the Bible. Um, huh. In Numbers 24-8, it says, God brought forth brought him forth out of egypt he hath as it were the strength of a unicorn he shall eat up the nations his enemies and shall break their bones and pierce them through with his arrows that is a really intense description Mm -hmm. of a unicorn um so the funny thing about unicorns is that they're again a a way to describe something you don't know yet so Mm -hmm. if if we look at pliny's description Body of a horse, head of a stag, which a stag is like a, is a male horse, yeah. isn't it? Well, it's like a
1: deer or related thing. to a horse. Yeah, they're
0: related to the okay. feet of an elephant, the tail of a boar, and a black horn. What other animal could that possibly be describing? Like a rhino? A rhino. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So if you had never seen a rhino before in your whole life, right? Because if That's you're true. if you're chilling in Europe and all of a sudden you you go to you're like <laughs> traveling, and what you're like, that? what is that? You would call it a unicorn. Unicorn literally means one horn. Um, so the, the origin of the unicorn is, is not the, the pretty white thing you're imagining. It is actually their, their explanation of this, this hard to find rhinoceros because the the body of an (laughs) elephant and also, um, the Bible verse that that comes out of is mistranslated. Again, a unicorn literally means a rhinoceros. Um, it is saying, you know, he's got the, the strength he shall eat up the nations. You know, you don't really think of a unicorn as this this powerful mighty uh-huh. gonna crush the bones of enemies but you no. would you would
1: uh um, i pretty much think of lisa frank <laughs> That's what I, think.
0: I think of my little pony and like bronies and all of that so yeah. i'm sorry i'm not getting into that at all um there's there's like a million unicorns and they're all um there's a kirin kirin it's asian and european hmm. it's more like a dragon it's got like two horns there's an oryx which is a real animal an oryx it's like a antelope striped looking thing and it's Mm -hmm. got um antlers that are sold as unicorns because then they kind of go straight up you know um and then the wild ox is what they believe was actually a unicorn in the bible and then they also say that there's probably some um abnormalities with a lot of these horned creatures where like one would fall off in battle you know because those things fight have you ever seen like nature documentaries where antelopes are like getting it like they fight a deer. Mm-hmm. They, they with their antlers, so, like those things Definitely. fall off, and then you're like, oh my god, that thing has one horn. It's a unicorn. Oh right. Horn. Um so the sightings of the antelope and the rhino, if you had never seen one, it was like, oh snap, that's mm-hmm. a unicorn. Where it starts to get into the beautiful, um, the white pretty unicorn is that if you look at some of the old cave paintings they do look like rhinos um if you look at kind of i think the earliest one is kind of stockier yep, 2500 bc in the indus valley civilization there are some stone seals not like seals mm-hmm. like like seals like seal seals up. like yeah yeah mm-hmm. yep. seals um that have unicorns i'm using air quotes here but they to me they look like rhinos they're real stocky they have like a skinny horn but i think a lot of those things were sort of not completely accurate when people early man drawings are not always like just scale like their their people were like little stick people um yeah, yeah i mean
1: they just weren't very good
0: artists <laughs> and then you when just you get into the story oh yeah when you get into like medieval um there was a myth circulating this is this is again a myth because they loved Innocence and purity. So the horn myth started becoming, okay, if you crush up the horn, it it's, like, magical and yada yada. Mm. And then there was this real awkward myth that a unicorn could only be found by a virgin. She had to be this, like, maiden. And then once the unicorn was there, then the guy could slay one. And because it was such a romantic tale, the unicorn started to become prettier. It, 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 mm, it, it went okay. from rhino to horse with a, with a pretty white little... Um, horn um they also would sell you know narwhals are actual real things mm-hmm. and they had the horn they would find those eventually and start selling their hordes as unicorn horns and pass them off and people believed it. similar to how people believed that those fossils were were dragons they're not they're, they're narwhal horns um so the unicorn myth was actually no. just born out of that it was it was these depictions of this this innocent pure hard to catch not very scary thing that and slowly, its strength sort of dissolved away into maiden and delicate and hard to catch and hard to find, mm-hmm. and um, they're just real perverted in terms of like, oh, it's a virgin and she must lay with it, and da da da. It's just like, all right, guys, you guys were get, getting a, getting a little odd. Lay
1: with the horse.
0: Lay with yeah. Mm-hmm. There's all kind of things about that where they oh. were they were real feisty. Real feisty. So that is not a very long tail, which is why I really wanted to do all three of these, because they actually did come out to be extremely different. So the Pegasus came out of a completely different place, the winged horse. And actually, mm. similar to dragons, it came out of multiple myths I actually did, could not find. Why people attached wings to them. I, I don't know why in myths. I, I couldn't find it. Every time I, I Googled winged horse and looked up articles, everyone was like, the Pegasus. Pegasus is the main number one winged horse
1: in myth. So it's actually kind of, I mean, it, I think it goes back to what we're talking about with dragons too. Is I mean, we have no evidence that there's any kind of creature like that can that can fly and it makes me think maybe we just really want to believe. (laughs) like it goes back to just mankind's like constant urge to fly we just want to be able to fly yep
0: um and actually i I wanted to bring up i'm gonna butcher this al-barak he was the prophet muhammad's (laughs) flying horse and he came about this horse he's kind of separate from pegasus um al-barak actually means lightning and this was 800 a.d he transported prophets faster than the speed of light, and there was an article about how this could be similar to your dragon's an interpretation of whether <laughs> this could be an interpretation of faster than light travel, what that would look like, how it would be um how how would a prophet get from point A to point B so fast in legend and they were saying it's lightning it's it 's this winged horse you know that's creating lightning mm-hmm. across the sky. Um, So the myth of Pegasus is actually um, from Greek mythology, which is why I also love this. Um, People think that Pegasus was Hercules' pet because of that Disney... Is that Disney?
1: Yeah, Hercules is a Disney movie. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Because he followed Hercules around and... It's not true. That whole movie is like a mishmash of of Norse and Roman and Greek. Because you know the Romans went through... Do you know the story about the Romans? I don't. When the Romans conquered Greece... My history is bad. I just know that they did. Instead of making new myths, they just renamed all of the Greek myths. <laughs> I do remember that they
1: that they were. That's why they're so closely related. They is are that the They, same. Are this, they just re-wrote. every Greek mm-hmm. god has a Roman yes. name as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So our planets are named after the Greek gods, technically, because mm-hmm. Jupiter is actually Zeus. It's the same god. They just renamed him. Mm-hmm. Um, Mercury is um, Hermes, and. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure Hercules. Hermes.
1: As a sidebar, we had previously discussed off uh, recording that, that you are a lot more interested in, in older history yes. and I'm interested in recent history, which also makes this fun because there's a lot of things that you know that I won't know and vice versa.
0: Right. Because I'm like, oh, the things happen, but the cool, fun myth, ancient stuff. Like, I know I know that fun fact. And um, so Hercules, is a, that's the Roman name. His name is Heracles and he had nothing to do with pegasus the real story oh. is that poseidon slayed medusa um and from her severed head they love doing this from like people's bodily fluids mm-hmm. from her seven severed head pegasus and his brother cryosaur his brother was a, a person i don't know why it was a person and a horse born out of medusa's severed head but I mean, why there, not but there it is cool and um Pegasus teamed up with Bellerophon to go do all the things that Hercules did. Well, some of the things that Hercules did, he, he had like all these trials and things and they, they were constantly testing a lot of these gods. So Pegasus became... When
1: Hercules was famous for being a half or was he not? Is that a part of the Hercules no, yes. movie that I... Her, no, Hercules not, was he half...
0: A, yeah. mm-hmm. Yeah, Heracles was definitely half, but a lot of them were. I mean, the gods were, again, with the perverted stuff, like, the gods were so known for coming down and mingling with mortals, Mm -hmm. and they were, like, a lot of them were, like, half and half, and there was just, there's a lot of sex and a lot of, like, wooing, and they were very obsessed with, with matchmaking, and, you know, Zeus and Hera were both cheaters, and they both were jealous of each other, and they were the two gods, and they were married, but... They never really stuck to it, and mm-hmm. um, so Pegasus was born out of Greek mythology. Um, and there's really besides Albarak with the lightning, there's a couple of other ones. There's Kalima, which is Chi- Kalima, I think, which is Chinese um, and North Korean. All of, it's a kind of an Asian horse, and it's the same horse. And fun fact about that is that I read that it was the nickname for the North Korean football team, and it also the the word Kalima, similar to how Albarak was kind of like lightning. Kalima for the Chinese and the the Koreans is more like um they described it as the age of advancement of technology and how fast it was going. They they mm. kind of related hmm. that back. So it's 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 really related to speed. Whereas the unicorn, you know, was was more of like a, a myth because it was it was rarely seen and no one saw one and the maidens The Pegasus is more of a a metaphor for speed and lightning and and quickness and getting from one place to another. Yeah, so really two very
1: different origins.
0: Yes, yeah. And I I found that to be really interesting. Um, So finally, that leads me to centaurs, which I find very gross. I think centaurs are weird. I don't know why people came up with them. And the origin is so the origin made me facepalm so hard because it's, it's so <laughs> obvious it's so obvious because to me like we live in such a, a society right now where everything's explained to us we have all these history books and so i'm like ew, who thought of a centaur <laughs> like i was imagining someone like in europe like with a scroll and they're like oh the body of a man but the 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 top half of a man and the bottom half as a woman
1: could be like or a earliest type of like um Repentant. fantasy yeah, yeah
0: like. <laughs> that's what i was imagining i was like oh someone and i just think they're really weird because there's a lot of anatomy questions i have about centaurs <laughs> that i won't get into because they're probably not appropriate for <laughs> podcasting but um and also fun fact did you have you realized that centaurs are predominantly male when mm-hmm. you think of a, centaur, i don't think really of think of that i've ever it, seen
1: a female centaur yeah
0: isn't that weird mm-hmm. that? i mean i guess there might have been one of the background of harry potter right
1: um i always thought that there were not females because it just wouldn't make sense for a centaur the the anatomy <laughs> of sex wouldn't make sense <laughs> the other way around well we just went there <laughs>
0: um centaur sex it's sort is of like the same weird. reason that
1: hagrid's mom had to be the giant because like <laughs> the opposite was not gonna work so oh I'll just no put that there. Oh, god
0: yeah uh <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's just go there actually before <laughs> i even tell you the origin there was this guy named lucretius and he wrote this whole mm. book about why centaurs can't be real like he was like really upset about it he was like guys like th- they can't be real Real. And his main. Well, was re- anyone
1: arguing the opposite? Apparently. What? I, I mean, just. I... They only exist as mythological creatures to me. There's like, a, dragons we, could be real, okay? No. There could be dragons, but. but could centaurs? there be? I
0: don't know. I mean, could there be mermaids? Like,
1: mm-hmm. maybe. I don't know. Anything like... that, to me, anything that's like merged with a human, I don't think could be. But a well, dragon is just simply like a big right. winged, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, his main, Lucretius' main argument for why they couldn't be real has nothing to do with physiological parts. <laughs> he was like, well, when a horse is three years old, it's mature, but when a human's three years old, it's a baby. So it couldn't make sense for the body, for the two parts to. He was arguing, like, oh, That's so wait, point. does the human. Body is like a three-year-old body on like a so like he's a grown bringing horse. way
1: more logic to <laughs> centaur uh, physiology than yeah. any of the rest of his. He have. was
0: really thinking like, hard about it. Just
1: not to mention that it couldn't happen.
0: Right. It just. I oh. mean, I'm just going to go there. If the if the reproductive organ is on the horse, I think you could. It could. They could reproduce. They just reproduce like horses, like regular mm-hmm. horses.
1: But then where but does the human rule. part come come from? Well, I don't yeah, know. yeah, because isn't there? If you go back to like eighth grade biology or whenever you learn about this it's it's there's a point in the family order what is it kingdom mm-hmm. phylum class order family yeah. genus species oh there's my a gosh. there's you a point that. there's a point at which they can't that's like why mm-hmm. you could have you know what are weird Ligers. combinations of like yeah like there are there's a i forget if it's okay yeah um,
0: I know what you're saying there's, genus like a, weird- or
1: fam- there's mm-hmm. a point at which they can't
0: they can't cross over, cross
1: over and yeah. that's what you learn about how where they're related and they can have you know weird new species but yeah. that I don't I, I'm i gonna go on a limb and say that horses and men are not in those areas <laughs> those same categories well
0: and I, it is hit me that my mom is like when she listened to our, our, our test one and she's now listening to me talk about <laughs> centaurus reproduce and I'm real embarrassed I'm, I'm blushing a little bit um, okay. So here's the origin of Centaurs and you're going to be like, you're going to palm. It was, imagine you've never seen a horse before in your life, right? Mm-hmm. And then you are suddenly conquered by men riding oh, horses. Shoot. You're like, shit, that looks like... You can't really, you don't know what a saddle is. The legs kind of look like they're, you know, they were, they were wearing leather. So Uh it kind of looks like, and you see a whole bunch of them ride past to you. You're like, oh shit, a bunch of, a bunch of centaurs just rode past me and... That is a bunch it, of
1: half-man, half-horse yes. creatures or this thing that I've never seen before. Right. I mean, if you truly have never seen a horse, right? Or maybe you, yeah. I would believe that you could think that that's a new Absolutely. creature. Absolutely. And that, yes. it's so possible. I mean, I don't know if me
0: growing up – like, let's say I grew up in, like, ancient Atlanta, right? Horses, ancient Atlanta. <laughs> horses are, are – they weren't actually oh, – I wrote this down, I think. I don't actually think I wrote it down because it wasn't that important. But horses weren't domesticated – Until, not that recently, but...
1: Maybe medieval? Yeah,
0: they they weren't always domesticated. is the point. They they ran in herds. That was a
1: complete guess, by the way. (laughs) That's not based on historical Uh, evidence. Yeah,
0: I did not write that down. I I feel awful.
1: Um, I mean, probably around the time people started, like, carrying things across continents, right. right? Maybe, like... The right, f- the five to eight hundred so i'm gonna throw that out there and then i'll get back to you on that <laughs>
0: we'll do a corrections corner in the
1: next <laughs> corrections we thought that the horses were never yeah correction <laughs> horses have always been domesticated
0: <laughs> well before i mean so if you're living in a certain part of the country a wild pack of horses doesn't quite run by you every day i mean no, this is true so so it was um, they are believed to have come from the reaction of non-riders to those who were mounted. This is the Minoan Aegean world. And I was like, well, I don't really know what that means. But, like, I faced because I was like, that makes complete you know? sense if you've never seen... Mm-hmm. Someone riding another animal like that, and you, you can't really tell. And if you've never really crafted a saddle or crafted all of that, or ra- what is a Or rings? even if you've or- never,
1: um, it's possible that it could have been people who maybe had never domesticated an animal. So it's right. impossible to think of a man being on right. an animal of yes. that, you know, yep. that, So that, that relationship would exist. So
0: that myth came out of, those are centaurs running around.
1: Wow. <laughs> well, I love a good origin that makes sense, though.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It's, oh, it's kind of why you want to go back to, like, well, it could have just been fossils that they thought were dragons. Right. It's you like, know, that's, that's the very fine. simple um, reason. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And the, the reason why, horse, like, the Greeks still had centaurs kind of independently. that That's probably where that original, like, half man, half horse thing came from. But the thing about the Greeks is that in those times, horses were expensive to take care of, and they were a symbol of an army. Like not every, I think it's it's it is Mm -hmm. an actual myth that like the regular farmer had a flock of horses, like doing, um, like riding into town. Like oh, go grab the horse and ride into town and get the doctor. You know, like no one had horse. Like not that many people had them. They were very expensive to feed, Mm -hmm. to take care of, to get horseshoes for. They didn't do well in winter, so they were kind of seen as, like, a nobility royal thing, which explains why there's a pegasus, there's a unicorn, there's, they, they were not so much, they weren't like pigs, which mm-hmm. are, you, you, you perceive as, like, dirty and perceive as, as, well, I do, I don't really like pigs, but, um, they were perceived as, you know, to mix with man, to be this elegant. So mm-hmm. for for example, in Harry Potter, mm-hmm. centaurs started to become symbols of um, poetry and
1: um, prose and mu- music. So you're saying that that stemmed from our concept of seeing horses as nobility. nobility. Okay. Yes. It was okay. – they, they – Yes, so just to bring up Game of Thrones again.
0: The Zothraki have this, like this, this all of these horses, and that's mm-hmm. because they lived in the geographical area that had horses. Mm-hmm. If you didn't live in the geographical area that had that, but you saw people riding them, you a thought you were confused, and you were like, "Oh, that's a half man, half horse." It's actually or, a B, different creature. Mm-hmm. You said, "Oh, they had the resources to tame a horse, ha- stable it, feed it, and use it in your army." Um, it wasn't. It wasn't a common thing. So uh, something that popped in my head is like Beauty and the Beast. How she's got like a horse, like but you don't see everyone in that village having, having a, horse, a horse, right? right? It's something that you you have to get and you really have to take care of it. And he was the her her dad's like you know the inventor, someone who might have more money or more upper class privilege than everybody else. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and as we learned in the live action version, they had been from Paris. They hadn't always right. been in the countryside, so they <laughs> maybe had a little bit more right um, exposure to you know. Mm-hmm. The way people were living in cities. At the yes, time.
0: yeah. I've ridden a horse once. I didn't like it. It was not easy. Um,
1: I think I've also ridden a horse once, and I was ambivalent.
0: Yeah, I, they're not easy. The, that's the other misconception mm-hmm. is like in in like cowboy movies, they just like jump on a horse and run away. But they're actually very hard to ride. Mm-hmm. Like you have to have the saddle, and you do need to have like um, I forget what they're called. Like not chaps. So like they like my my uh my calves were bruised mm-hmm. the next day because mm-hmm. like your calves bump up against them and they're very fast and they're very bumpy and they're very tall like, they're very hard to get up <laughs> to get up on do yeah um and something that i think um that's funny in game of thrones as well and this is not a spoiler for our producer <laughs> is that like people just listen, like oh go fetch a horse and make sure they're watered so that we can get across town it's like wh- the horses aren't just like chilling in the forest ready to be ridden like
1: why was that that those when they say things like that that mm-hmm. it just comes from that they have like a a uh, um, a stable with some right. horses?
0: Yeah, it's like, "Oh, okay." But like it's just <laughs> it's still not a common. You would actually have to go find someone who knew how to raise horses, how to breed them, how to break them, you know, you have to break horses. Mm-hmm. So just just lending to the the idea that horses are are such a, a, a they're not a common thing like if you were a poor person in medieval times you would not have a horse they Mm -hmm. were expensive you might have pigs or chickens because you just toss like slop down there but horses need much more and they need to be um also broken as well like you can't just like breed a baby horse and it grows up with its instincts and you do have to sort of like teach it to
1: be ridden i feel like i didn't know any of that really no oh About breaking
0: a horse. Yeah. So, like, if you see a wild, so you, I don't know if you knew this, but there are still wild herds of horses in America. Like, they just sort of roam
1: all the Western. Yes.
0: Yeah. There are still lots of um, just packs of them. I don't know what the herd, it's a herd of horses, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, there are still wild herds of
0: horses, and you can't just like, so i don't know if, if you're camping and you come across one you can't just like hop on it and run away <laughs> it's like that oh great stop. there's a horse that I would be it.
1: ill-advised <laughs> yeah.
0: the horse would buck you off and then hit you in the face like their mm-hmm. their little hooves would like knock mm-hmm. you in the face like you do have to like train them and break them mm-hmm. just like if huh. you like saw a wolf it's not like great there's my pet <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's 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 horse miss it really comes from not that it was like there was like one person to say mm-hmm. what if there was a unicorn. It was really the mistaking of a rhinoceros mm-hmm. and not being able to describe it. And then like like the same way dragons took shape. It's just that mm-hmm. people love the romantic and the, and the the bold and the 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 folklore. So it mm-hmm. turned into and then medieval back in like those times they were getting real just they they loved virgins and maidens and things like that. So they they it sort of integrated with that sort of tale and yeah. then they became, you know, if something's hard to find, it becomes romantic and not really dangerous and it wasn't horses were not used to explain weather phenomenon, but they were um unicorns especially were hard to find like you mm-hmm. wouldn't see them everywhere and you know Pegasus was reserved for the like, gods. al barak which is Muhammad's um Pegasus, you know, he's he's a prophet. He's not mm-hmm. your com- you know, he's someone, you know, they they belong to the upper class, the the um renowned um and not really centaurs but kind of the same thing i mean if you saw these people this dominating force on a horse and you had never seen one ridden before it's not a weather phenomenon it's just trying to explain something that you saw and then it just turns into myth
1: yeah and it doesn't have to be weather but just things that we see that we can't explain Mm -hmm. i have um on that note i actually have one thing that i didn't mention earlier about dragons there was (laughs) this um folklore you know if you think about dragons and folklore there was a um there's an old tale about klagenfurt austria um in oh. about i can't remember if i wrote down the year oh i did 1582 so there was this um haunted there was this tale that this region of austria was haunted by a haunted or hunted uh, it says haunted H-A-U-N-T. like spooky. Mm-hmm. like it was sort of being plagued by this uh Lindworm, a fearsome serpentine like mm. dragon. So, um, I mean, this is in the straight up medieval period. You know, 1582. Someone finally um, sent knights to go see if they could destroy it, mm. and they brought back the dragon skull. So, like, the, oh, did they? The story is that the yeah, the folklore is that this dragon skull was placed in the center of the town hall. Um, and then in 1582, oh, I'm sorry, it was earlier than that, but in 1582, the statue was made using the skull. So like an artist took the skull mm. and made a statue that's still there today, but it's very much been reported that the skull was from a woolly rhinoceros. Oh, so, yeah. um yeah. So if you think about things like that, where then again, going back to if you look up Images of what that would have looked like. Yeah. Um, so the d- term "dragon skull" should be in quotation marks in that po- in that yeah. in that story. But that is, um, you were also speaking about rhinoceros. Yeah, as the well, rhino. You know.
0: Yeah, animals that you've just like never seen before. Uh, they turn into this mm-hmm. sort of myth thing, and actually, recently—not recently, but in our age—I mm-hmm. you know, don't know if you have a story about like people that thought they found like a alien, and it was like a raccoon. <laughs>
1: That's awesome.
0: Like, because raccoon skulls look really scary. Uh-huh. They, they don't look like the chubby little... What we think of. Yeah, so people are like, oh, my God, we found this, like, thing, and it looks like a... And oh, the no, scientists are like, oh, actually. They thought it was the la chupacabra, the, the, the oh. mythical... Yeah, and then the scientists were like, sorry, guys, you just haven't seen a raccoon skull. <laughs>
1: but, you
0: know, if you, if you see a skull and it's not accompanied by...
1: So that's actually in the 20th century with a lot of science. So imagine right. if you were in ancient societies yeah. and you'd never been by the sea and you found a whale You're a like, skeleton. Shit. You're like, this yes. surely must be like great a dragon. We're doomed. Let's send our yes. knights out
0: to dig out. To, go, to, go to
1: capture this creature. Um, so sort to of
0: follow up the same question, do you mm-hmm. do you have a favorite horse? I mean, I think it would be Forenz, who is our Harry Potter uh, eventual professor, but... <sighs> Um otherwise it's Pegasus and Hercules and then um the unicorns in Harry Potter. Favorite? Yeah, horse. I, I think I found I'm friends really, to be very weird. I
1: think I'm really yeah, I really I can't say that I like the centaurs in Harry Potter really very much. So yeah. I'm gonna go rogue and say that my favorite would be uh, um the hippogriff, which is <laughs> completely different. <laughs> species quote-unquote um, just because i don't feel like i have a favorite uh horse creature i don't know i also don't feel very strongly about horses so i don't I either. don't think I don't that know i have if i'm gonna have a favorite character in a movie it's likely not gonna be the horse character <laughs> right or the centaur or the no unicorn. it would definitely
0: be so. the dragon like if you had if you're like oh what's your favorite mythological creature and most people aren't gonna be like oh my god the unicorn like they're gonna be like <laughs> the effing dragon <laughs> i saw that it's a giant and breathed fire and it's very cool so well that is the origin of these myth myths Origins we'll have to of do, yeah we'll have to do um like you said maybe sea creatures eventually um because could, be that's really a fun. whole separate thing before people and probably more recent and i'll have to tell you where mermaids originated from since you were telling me you. it's, I don't it's know. in the same vein it's a mistaken yeah. identity thing it's funny um it's another one of those face palm things that I think you'll face palm. It's like, oh, like that makes so much sense and that it just, it's our society that kind of builds things up to be more, myth, more mm-hmm. whatever, so.
1: But we have that penchant. We really want it to be a good story and yeah. something that we've never seen before that's amazing. So, yeah. um, but that can be homework for everyone. Go yeah. research why mermaids are <laughs> so that the origins of mermaids.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, uh, we're... Look up that book. Yeah. And look up, um... Look oh up Pliny God. first of all Pliny, who wrote about who all wrote these myths his wonderful book.
0: as if they were real and then look up I'm definitely going to go look up the um dragon book as well or the dragon article yeah the dragon article yeah, I'll, for sure, that you're gonna send I'll for me. sure going to I'll share it
1: with you and I'm sure for those of you who want to find it you can also find it. it's the origin of dragons by Robert Blust from Anthropos Blust. but I'm telling you there's a lot of other articles too this is not the I mean based on his theory so far he's a little bit out there but I mean <laughs> I, I as someone who's had something re- Published in a journal, it peer review is no joke. Like someone had mm-hmm. to vouch for this guy for it yeah. to get published All in right. this article in this journal. Rainbows Unless the dragons. journal is complete uh, bunk, but I don't think that it is. So yeah, yeah. rainbows, rainbows and, and dragons. dragons. Visit us online at theoriginsofpodcast.com dot com. This podcast was produced by Johnny Stubbs and was recorded in Atlanta, Georgia.